So hello everyone and welcome to Finding Home, a podcast about everything home. Not necessarily the physical place, but all the things we humans do and wish for and work on and dream about in this crazy life to help us end up at home, a place of rest and accomplishment and health and beauty and sanctuary. If you have not, please check out our first two episodes. In the first episode, you will find out what this podcast is all about and a little backstory on my life and why I chose to start it. In my second podcast, I started answering the questions a lot of you were asking about food. What is the right way to eat? Or as Dr. Hyman would say, what the heck should I eat? Well, actually, I talked more about what we need to keep out of our body what we need to stay away from. I spoke to you about the addictive properties of sugar and also the effects of sugar on the body and specifically in our brain. For this podcast to make sense, please catch up on the first two episodes and then jump into this one where we're going to take a close look at getting back to real food, increasing our consumption of healthy fats, and cutting out most of our carbohydrates and sugars. Okay, now a lot of you are thinking that fat is a dirty word. I know you kind of cringed when I said it, right? Well, it is true that during the 80s and the 90s, we were programmed to think by the ones who knew it all, by what we knew then, to stay away from fats. But just like everything else, we are learning new things. We're learning more and more about how the body works, what it craves, and how it runs most efficiently. And the answer to all of these is healthy fats. Dr. Mark Hyman says this, from cellular integrity to our brain function and even our skin health and immune system, we need the right fats to help our body carry out all of its amazing processes. You can absolutely learn all the science behind it with a simple Google search, but I want to dive into what this might look like on our dinner plates. A couple of hundred of you ladies have asked me to give you advice, so here it is. And by the way, this is the way I eat. I'm not into giving you a plan or protocol or coaching you in any way that I don't ascribe to myself. And guess what? I'm still working also to improve my own systems and knowledge when it comes to food. It is one of my great passions. Again, if you have not listened to episode two, you will want to go back first and listen to that and then jump on episode three. It'll kind of make sense going back to back like that. I talked to you about some of my mentors also in episode two, including doctors, biohackers, and scientists who support this idea of cutting out sugar and limiting our carbohydrates Meanwhile, increasing our intake of healthy fats. And by the way, most of these doctors believe we are overeating protein as well. This was kind of a hard place for me. I had been used to eating more protein back in the 80s or maybe the 90s. We were on like the low carb. It was kind of a low carb craze there for a while. And we were advised to eat a lot more protein. Well, doctors are now researching and finding that we overeat protein. What we need to do is add more healthy fats into our diet. So today on the Finding Home podcast, you're going to hear all about macronutrients. So it's vocab time. For those of you who have not heard this word before, short for macronutrients, 
Macros are what makes up the caloric content of food, which provides the energy our body needs to function and thrive. The three categories of macros are fats, protein, and carbohydrates. And in that order, fat first, then protein, and then carbs, is the order of importance we are going to give to these macros today as we design a few meals together. So let's get started. Let's start with breakfast because I wanted to somewhat limit my protein intake like I was telling you earlier. Sam and I decided to adopt our own version of Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee. So for those of you who don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen in the mornings, here is a great recipe that will get you focused and ready to take on your day. First of all, I brew a a couple large cups of coffee. We like to drink, it's probably two cups um, of coffee each in the morning, so two large cups. And I try to get fair trade and organic when I can. So after you brew the coffee, put the coffee in a blender. You will want to add a couple tablespoons of MCT oil. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, MCT stands for medium chain triglycerides. Made from coconuts, this is an efficient, high energy fuel that will get your body and your brain ready for any task ahead. So add a tablespoon next of grass-fed butter. Yes, I said butter. And here, you definitely definitely want to be picky about the butter you use. I use Kerrygold Unsalted. It is grass-fed, and you can get it at your local Walmart. If you're in the butter section, um, this butter has uh, is wrapped in foil. The gold foil is salted, and you do not want salted coffee. Trust me. The, the silver foil is unsalted, so Kerrygold Unsalted. Then finally, I add a few drops of liquid stevia to the blender and start blending. Make sure you just start pulsing it in the beginning because the hot liquid will expand and it might try to come out of your blender. So just start pulsing and then work up to a nice blend for about 25 seconds. It will end up looking and tasting like a rich latte. And that is breakfast. Now on the weekends, breakfast looks a little bit different for us. We eat eggs bacon and sausage, and probably a regular coffee. The eggs and the meats have good fats in them, so you don't need to double up on fat in the coffee. Now, by the way, I want to emphasize upgrading the quality of food you are eating. The pork I mentioned is locally grown and cared for by people that we know. There are no hormones given to the animals, no additives put in the meat during the processing, It is super important, guys, we begin to take responsibility for the food we are eating. So we're going to be talking a lot about upgrading the quality of food that we eat. You know, it amazes me that we search out all the consumer reports of the next car we're going to buy. We spend hours and hours shopping for our clothes and planning our vacations, but most of us would not drive an extra 30 minutes to purchase higher quality food for the only body we are going to have. The most important thing we purchase is what we nourish ourselves with. So I want you to start putting a priority on your food. Here are some tips. Try to buy local organic vegetables. Buy bacon without nitrates. Find someone who has chickens and buy eggs locally. How about this? Buy a cow and eat grass-fed meat all year round. 
I cannot preach this enough. Be picky. Start being picky. This is your body for your health and for the health of the people that you're feeding, the people that you love. Now let's move on to lunch. We usually have leftovers from the night before, but in the case that there are none, uh, my husband always packs our lunch. It's a super treat. While I'm fixing my hair, he's packing lunch for everybody. So he'll pack me usually usually like a uh, wild-caught tuna with some homemade mayo, and you can Google that. It's super easy to make, like three minutes, and it's much healthier than store-bought mayonnaise. Um, maybe a hard-boiled egg and a dark green salad um, topped with cucumbers, tomatoes, and almonds. So you see we have some quality proteins and fats there, along with a lot of greens and little to no carbohydrate. Now I'll top the salad with a combo of organic olive oil mixed with balsamic vinegar. And I, I drink unsweetened tea, uh, green tea usually for lunch. Now you can substitute different meats in, but again, don't overdo the protein. You could sub in a small piece of steak, pork tenderloin, hamburger patty, pretty much any meat that you already have prepared. When it comes to making dinner, I've started meal prepping on Sundays uh, to pretty much take care of evening meals. There's a lot on the internet about meal prepping. Um, I just started this uh, protocol and it is awesome. Every once in a while I'll cook something quick at night, but I don't want to spend all evening cooking. I would rather grab something I've made out of the fridge and spend more time with the family I haven't seen all day. So I'm going to give you a kind of a little scenario of what I prepped this week. So I made a pork roast in the crock pot. I seasoned it with sea salt and black pepper. I made a shrimp and artichoke heart salad with cherry tomatoes. This is a cold salad and the dressing is very simple. Olive oil, apple cider vinegar, salt and pepper. Maybe some Italian spices if you want that. So just add some in, kind of add it to taste, experiment, okay? This week, I also made a cabbage soup. This is one of our all-time favorites here at the house. Ground beef, cut up cabbage, organic stewed tomatoes, and organic bone broth. So after you brown the burger, it's pretty much dump and cook on low for an hour or so or until the cabbage is soft. I made a dozen deviled eggs and a jug of green tea. And that's it, folks. Our dinners for the week are done. This did take me around three or four hours on Sunday, but it has been glorious coming home to dinner waiting on us. Now, some of you have asked me about this style of eating. I'm really super hesitant to say I'm either on a low-carb or keto diet because to be honest, if you search keto diet, you're going to get a lot of different information. Some streams of keto are cleaner, like what, I, like what I eat, but some don't stress quality of food. Or maybe they recommend you eat a lot of dairy. Uh, but let's face it, eating cream cheese all day is not going to work. So I tend to stay away from labels. I believe in moving toward eating more whole food, lots of green veggies, quality meats, locally grown if possible. And when you do eat dairy on occasion, use grass-fed butter or organic whole fat products. I tend to use dairy as a treat. I'll give you an example. This past weekend, I fixed uh, a kale and spinach dip with full fat cream cheese and sour cream. 
So I just cooked the kale and spinach on the, on the stove top and drained it. Put in eight ounces of cream cheese and a couple dollops of sour cream. Then I added minced garlic, Parmesan, plenty of black pepper, and then just warmed it up on the stove. If you would like to, you can pop it in the oven and bake it for a little bit of a crustier covering. But I won't fix it again for a couple weeks. I want you to think of dairy, moreover, as a condiment or a special treat, not a main course. And by the way, it was delicious. You have to try the kale and um, spinach dip. So guys, whole foods are the way to go. Some of you have asked this question, will I lose weight on this protocol of more fat, moderate protein, and little to no carbs? The answer is probably yes especially if you have more than a few pounds to lose. Once your body gets fat adapted, and that means it's burning more fat, it's burning fat for energy instead of carbs and sugar for energy, it's also going to favor your fat reserves. So if you have those extra few rolls hanging around your midsection, guess what? Your body is going to use that for energy, which is what we want. You know, I have always weighed myself every morning, probably since I was 16 years old. But this summer, I made a change. I decided to stop weighing every morning. Now, I can tell I've lost weight in certain places. I can tell my body is changing shape, but I do not want to be obsessed with weight. And in a way, I believe that in the past, I sabotaged my my nutrition if I saw that I had lost a couple pounds. I I really believe that subconsciously I would tell myself, okay, just fudge a little today. You lost the weight, so don't be so strict. You don't have to stick to your plan. And then in a couple days, you guessed it, the weight had crept back on. So I decided to stop playing the game. I jumped out of the mind tricks, and now I just stick to the plan. I know that my body weight will probably fluctuate a couple pounds because that's what our bodies do. But guess what? I'm never going to know it because I do not weigh every day. And honestly, I think it's a good idea, especially if any of you like me tended to be a a little bit obsessed by that number. Instead, let me tell you what I did. I made some different decisions about the body that I wanted, about the life that I wanted. I changed my values around what I want. And this is what I want. I want to be alert, smart, level-headed, clear-headed. I want to be strong. I want to live past 100 years. I want to reduce my risk of chronic disease. I don't want sugar cravings or feeling like I have to have something or need something. I don't want to miss half my life in a carb coma. I want to eat food that comes from the ground and from the animals that we raise. And so this is now my conviction. It's my motivation. No scale needed. So you see, when you get the facts and have a value system that guides your behavior, you can stick to anything. No more yo-yo dieting. I sincerely hope this podcast has encouraged you to do some more digging. Explore this type of eating. Listen to the experts and make a plan. Rachel Hollis says this, and I love it. Hope is not a strategy. 
You know, ladies, we can hope and wish and complain our entire life and never see real change. Because guess what? Nothing changes until we make a change. But you have the power. You are the star of your own show. You are the leading lady of this thing we call life. Take control of your own destiny and begin making the decisions that will add years to your life. And not only years to your life, but quality life to your years. I don't know about you, but I want to live a long time. I want to see my grandbabies and my great-grandbabies. I want to make the world a better place for those generations to come. And I know you do as well. But we can only do what our bodies will allow us to. So taking care of our temple, our body, should be our number one priority as the carriers of love God has intended for us to be. I believe that with all of my heart, and I hope that you will start believing it as well. Because when you believe something, guess what? It's easy to stick with the plan. It's easy to make changes. It's easy to change those behaviors in your everyday life. And remember what I said last week. If we change those behaviors, they turn into habits. And those habits turn into our everyday lifestyle. And then it's just the way we live. There's no struggle anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this week's Finding Home podcast. I hope that you will return next week and invite a friend to tune in as well. I want to wish you the very best on your food and health journey. And as always, I sincerely encourage you to live your very best life. Talk to you soon.